0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Begging Boardcast episode number 295. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek,
1: bringing
2: you the top geek stories for the past week. Next is the list of the comic books that we are looking forward to coming out March 23rd.
0: Hmm. I don't know if you're going to say 2016. I don't <laughs> And we followed it up with our weekly rotating main topic, and this week is our monthly look back for the month of March 2016. We're reading five five Wait, books. Yep, yeah, five books. I, I thought we were doing the February look back. Yeah, it, it's February. I, don't, okay. I said March because we're in March. We are in March. I'm sorry, I've been drinking all week
1: <laughs> Hey, we've been drinking a lot because... uh Chris, you're back in town. You're in studio. Hey, I'm in studio. One day only. Mm-hmm.
0: That's how one day only. It's been for like four. Well,
2: it's we true. were drinking outside of the studio. We were, were drinking
0: outside of the studio, but uh hey. And we,
2: uh, we recorded a... Uh, Parks and Wrecked. Yeah, that'll mm-hmm. be
0: up uh, tonight, actually, when I get home. Yeah, Begged and take uh, Takeover. Post that. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, whatever. i home going. will be getting home at, like, midnight, so <laughs>
1: well, we'll see. Well, you don't know uh, when we're going to post this, so th- when you post it tomorrow, it might actually be
0: the tomorrow after they have listened to this. It could be. It could be Suck in a Time Machine, though.
1: Which episode are they looking for? Uh,
0: that'll be Parks and Wrecked episode number 17. It's going to be our spotlight on Marvel Superhero Island over at Islands of Adventure. Mm. Yeah. So if it's not up for some reason, hey, now you know what to look for when it does come up. Because uh, Chris wanted
1: to bring somebody on the show that hates fun.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it was John this time. I hate everything. <laughs> but How do you feel about this beer that we're drinking? Uh, we are drinking the
2: second anniversary, Al, from um, Hamburg Brewing. This is their Grand Cru. Grand Cru is a label put on beers for meaning a special or limited release beer. Hmm. Uh, so this is a Belgian-style beer. Um, it's okay. Like, mm-hmm. the more I'm sipping on it, the less
0: in like I am with it. I don't know if it's just me. I'm, I'm a little bit more into it now. Um, it definitely has that Belgian yeast to it. It's almost kind of like a like a licorice, like mm-hmm. tartness to it. Um, it's not bad, but it is bottle-conditioned. So even the girl that was working at the bar when he bought it said it was going to continue to age over time, and it's already different mm-hmm. from how it was when they first released it. Like, yeah, whenever it came out, I don't know.
2: And I believe uh, they've been open for three years now, mm-hmm. so this would have been made last year. So it's already set for a year. I don't, I don't think it
0: is. Well, we see. don't have a date on oh. it, but because this is their second anniversary, yo, so
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So it, they opened up at the tail end of twenty. 20- Thirteen, it could be two years, and like they still just have this sitting in the cooler.
2: But twenty fourteen, they would say it was their first year. Twenty fifteen, they would say it's their second year. So yeah, if it was just released at the end of twenty fifteen, if they
1: started in like November, October, let's say.
0: So their they, second yeah, anniversary like, was October opened, so of two thousand fifteen. It was winter when they opened, though. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. But yeah, it's. It's nice. I mean, it's out of production now, so who knows how long they've been kind of sitting on it too before they put it out. If it is something that is bottle conditioned, they probably want to get it to age a little bit before, before they put you it put out. Before put it out. Make sure you get that second fermentation in the bottle. Uh, for 10 bucks for a bottle of this, it's, it's still good. It's something that I <laughs> want to see how it turns out. We bought three bottles of it, so we yeah. will be able to check in with it in, in time for their third and fourth anniversaries. <laughs> <release. laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, definitely.
0: I don't, I, I don't regret
2: the purchase. Um, well, where do you guys see this going? Because
1: right now, like Chris said, there's a lot of yeast on it. I could see this turning a little sour on the, uh, on the flavor. I could see this, uh, getting more floral. I could see
2: more, more floral. I could see a little more of that Belgian-y mm-hmm. yeast flavor definitely coming out.
0: I see it going more banana-y, kind of mm-hmm. like that side of the Belgian spectrum. Cause it has a nice little sweetness to it. But, yeah.
2: No? Yeah. I don't know,
0: it's, it's not bad. Like, I probably wouldn't drink another bottle right now, but I, I'm happy with the fact that we have two more I definitely
2: on. look forward mm-hmm. to tracking in on the next couple of years. There's a little more in the bottle, too. It's the, yeah. the sediment on the bottom if you want to get a little yeah,
0: vitamin B shot going. I might. I've been drinking and eating a lot of crappy foods this weekend. so <laughs> This is true. Well, you're good, delicious, Buffalonian crap food,
1: though. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not putting down Buffalo Cuisine. I'm just saying it's all terrible for you. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: So much spicy chicken this weekend.
3: Mm,
1: but you know what else we got this weekend?
0: some news hey, so uh, some of this news is actually from last week too because we haven't recorded an episode proper, but hey, we got mm-hmm. our not episodes out, so that was fun to do.
1: yeah, so if you're looking for us talking about the blizzard announcements of them patching old old games, uh look for that in our not episode n- not episode uh two ninety five exactly. where Chris and I talk about blizzard and so, all
0: stuff. did you guys ever put up the did you guys ever record a not episode? We did a 14 one. Up? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see it. No, we did not do one after you oh, recorded Oh, no, it. Yeah. no. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought you were going to record one, too, so I was like, I was going to listen to that on my way here, but okay, that's why. Mm. Right. I had better things to do. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> not on it on air. This <laughs> is gotcha journalism. Yeah, you got us with our <laughs> it non-recording yeah. episode. Well, it shouldn't have come as a surprise, but one of the things that came out, and I kind of had forgotten about until this was released, uh, the Ghostbusters trailer. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's our first actual real, like... Ghostbusters in motion look.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing the trailer, I like the look of it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I am past being like upset or anything about the movie. Mm-hmm. I'll see the movie, mm-hmm. but I just don't really care about the movie. Okay. Like I'm not. I probably won't see it in theater. I might see it like at a cheap show or wait till it comes out to. Netflix or Redbox or something, but there's nothing really driving me. And it, the look of it, I like the look of the ghosts. Like, mm-hmm. I like a oh, yeah. lot of the look of it. It's just not, I'm not kicking down doors to see it.
0: Right. It, I, I too really like the look of it. Um, Like I said, the ghosts, like those effects are spectacular. Like it looks amazing. Um, I, I still feel the same about this. I wasn't one of those people that was really hurt about it. Because it's all a female cast. Like I I don't care about that. I'm just more expecting it to not like it as much as I did when I was a kid because I wanted to be a Ghostbuster. And like I know, I know it's not gonna capture that just like childlike like hey, there's a ghost, like this is cool. Um and everything I was going and expecting, it delivered. I like Kristen Wig, mm-hmm. the other girl, I forget her name.
2: Melissa well, like, McCarthy or the, the or little, Leslie. Little the blonde yeah. from Santa Live. I was just yeah. looking her up because I, I she like was the too. thing that stole it for me. Yeah,
0: Uh or she's looking the pistols. I don't care for. She Melissa just seems McCarthy so odd. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't like Melissa McCarthy. Like, and this will not do anything to change it.
1: I, I'm surprised that uh, Melissa McCarthy is getting like a low key role. Like, she seems to be like the Egon or uh, Ray, mm. like kind of equivalent in this one, where she's not over the top. And then, in fact, they even came out and say that originally the subway worker... Yeah. Um, I'm forgetting who's playing her now. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I don't, don't know, know
0: anybody name. in this movie, really, besides Kristen Wiig and...
1: Melissa McCarthy. McCarthy, and that's just, I, Apparently that role was originally going to be Melissa McCarthy's when they first did the write-up. But since Mel- Melissa McCarthy has done that kind of character so many times, they're like, ah, let's give her something different
0: this time. See, I don't... Because there's a whole bunch of backlash coming out where they're basically doing the same thing that they did to Winston... With the subway worker. I don't mm-hmm. know her like the actor or the character's name. But. Uh,
2: Leslie Jones is playing the like the Winston character. Okay. She's from Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. She's one I of can't the special live anymore. She's one of the special uh, featured players. Mm-hmm. And then Kate McKinnon okay. is playing the blonde chick. Who's, seems a
0: little bit more egony. Like she's kinda like weird out there. yeah, she's weird out there making contraptions. She's the one who sports mold. She's Donna. She's Donatello. She's the Donatello. <laughs> yeah. And she's also from Saturday Night Live.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It, it it looks promising. I I will see it in the theater just because I don't go to the movies anymore. Um, I think that's my problem. It's really got to be something I'm really, really right. dying to see. I, I finally saw Deadpool this past weekend because my mom wanted to go see it. So I literally saw it like a month after it came out. The last movie I saw was Zootopia because that's I, Disney. That's Disney. Why wouldn't I? Um, the last movie I saw before that was Star Wars twice, and then the last movie before that, Ant-Man or Jurassic World, whichever one came out last. Like I just don't, frequent the theater anymore. Me either, I, but I've never have. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it like I was talking to someone about this though because you and I used to go to the movies every single week. There were times that we went to multiple movies in one day. Like we yeah. we lived at the local cinema.
2: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's true, and I mean, we've both kind of broken away from that. But also, I don't know if. There's things that are really kick, we're kicking down the doors to see, even like I made up the list for the uh, the bracket, the movie bracket for us, mm-hmm. and like looking at that, I'm like, there's I, I, I wrote down 20 movies, even though mm-hmm. we're just going to do like 16 or something yep. of them, but looking at it, I'm like, there's maybe five, maybe five movies that I'm gunning for mm-hmm. for this summer, but I'm like, I gotta see that, really. Because you're the movie guy, like I'm you've the, always. I'm the movie guy. You're like, the one that came back and
1: said, "Guys, Mad Max is the best movie that came out this summer. Oh, it was so much better. It was better than the Avengers. It was. That's what he said. He said it. Yeah. So there, you, do you see a movie like that, or that's going to be that? Uh, let me that, take that's going to a be a
2: little
1: that. list, lucky who? A list, lucky
2: who? But. uh with
1: Ghostbusters, this new Ghostbusters, I wasn't even clamoring for the rumored ones with Bill Murray in the original cast either. I was like, nah, I'm, Ghostbusters 1 and 2 stand on their own. I don't need another Ghostbusters movie. And even the Ghostbusters video game that came out, which is basically our Ghostbusters 3, now, uh, because we're not gonna get that. I was like, meh, nah, well, it was kind of a rehashing of what they did before.
0: And just like, ah,
1: greatest hits.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm- I was okay with that. I mean, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved it in video game form with Ghostbusters. I loved it in movie form with Star Wars The Force Awakens. You know, mm-hmm. it's that going home again feeling. You know, it's it's nice to be comfortable.
1: Yeah, but with Star Wars, I was like, yeah, they need to write this ship and write it right now. Because <laughs> the prequels versus Ghostbusters where I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm cool. Like, awesome. This one looks good. It looks like it's going to be fun. And hopefully more people will go and find the ghostbusters franchise and fall in love with it like i
0: did as a kid who knows maybe uh some kid will watch this movie and be like wow that documentary about ghosts was really cool i want to be a ghostbuster when i grow up
1: and then they're going to watch taps and they are going to be like oh man (laughs) like these guys are turds yeah never mind
2: i didn't get the reference with taps
1: the paranormal activity guys yeah the uh, they're like professional ghost hunters mm -hmm.
2: Uh, it stands
1: for something. Yeah, the Atlanta area Paranormal Society or something. Yeah, it's one uh, of those things.
0: Yeah, they they go into a house like, did you feel that? Ooh, did you hear that? that? I'm I, cold now. Are you cold?
1: cold? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little cold now. Hello, if you're here, let it be known. <laughs> you know, they, did you hear that? Yeah, yeah, I've seen those kind of things. I didn't know the this store had... closed all by itself, and we've had the <laughs> camera running all night, and we don't know what closed that door. Was it a haunting? We will never know. And that's how the episode ends, like, all the time. If, oh, we, we, we just reviewed all 24 hours of tape. This
0: one door closed. If, if only oh. we got another movie trailer this past week that was awesome and really wowed us. I'm speaking for myself. I don't know how you guys oh. talked about it. Because we literally have not talked about the Civil War trailer at all. We talked a little bit last night.
2: Tiny. But we wanted not to hold a mic. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was awesome. The Civil War trailer was awesome. And I cannot get past enough how much I like the Spider-Man suit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I really
0: like this. Home.
1: I think this... Looking forward to the other Avengers movies, I know this is not an Avenger movie, but this is going to be my favorite Avenger
2: movie. They said it's... Not only did they say like it's like Avengers 2.2, 2,
0: uh, Robert Downey Jr. came out to say that this is my Iron Man 4. Yeah. yeah. Which I, I think it's great. I mean... Yeah, it's probably really expensive to do a movie this big with that many mm-hmm. characters and like like cast members and everything. But it's gonna do incredibly well. Like, it looks amazing, um, and the Captain America movies—they've just gotten better and better. So, if this is that heir to Winter Soldier and Avengers or Avengers Age of Ultron, yeah, sign me up. Like, I'm <laughs> I'm excited for it. The Black Panther stuff looks like it's going to be really cool. Yeah. That suit um, looks it's, amazing. It's, it's, I don't know if you guys follow any kind of other like nerd toy news or anything, but people are getting really amped up that they're going to have Black Panther toys available. Cool. Um, also, on this end of things, too, they are giving a little bit more focus to Black Widow as well. Um, she's going to be represented in the toys and more on the merchandise because that's something that not just Disney, but Marvel's kind of struggled with where... That female character or fan base is just kind of getting left behind, mm-hmm. and I think Disney really learned their lesson uh, after the Star Wars Force Awakens. And there was no Daisy. I mean yeah. Ray. Yeah, no, no Ray stuff. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, she's the main character of the film. Like, <laughs> yeah, can we get uh, like something?
1: Yeah, uh, just well, let's talk about what happens in this trailer. Yeah, we get our first look at the new Spider-Man. Uh, what's his name? Holiday? Hol- uh, Tom, Tom Holiday. Okay, and um, Tom Holland. Sorry, and he says he literally says hi,
0: and that's about it. 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 And and okay, I I'm a glutton for punishment, so of course uh-huh. I had to look at internet comments about it, and everyone's like, he sounds like a kid. I was like, He's a teenager. That's uh-huh. and that's what they went for. They went for someone who is. Want, everyone wants. they want comic Spider-Man? They want comic Spider-Man. The original comic book Spider-Man was a teenager. He was a high school student. Uh-huh. I think we've gotten so far away from that. Uh, with Peter Parker, and we are getting that kind of now with Miles Morales again, and the, uh, like, the Spidey.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Spidey number one, yeah. Marvel's Marvel's putting out. But you, that's just general nerdom. Like, you ask for one thing, and then when you get it, you're like, well, it's not how I wanted it. I'm going to be mad. But then when it actually happens in the movie, you see it in the movie, you're like, that was the greatest ever. Yeah. And then... Everyone's complaining about how the eyes like change shape and be like they're ripping off Deadpool because his eyes move. Spider Man's eyes have always moved and like in the comics, in the comic yeah. Books like they're expressive. That's the only way they can convey that emotion. And I
2: mean, you see that it makes you think of the cartoon. It makes you mm-hmm. think of the comics. But also, when if you listen to it, it sounds like a camera lens like focusing, like zzz, like a
0: has yeah. that kind of mechanical sound to it when the mm-hmm. eyes move. Um there's high def pictures of it online too and like when it zooms in on it like you can actually see like there's different size like lenses to it. Hmm.
1: Well so the it's... rumor is is that uh, the reason Tony Stark's calling him Underoos is because Tony Stark r- runs into him like wearing a homemade costume. Yeah.
2: And then that's this
1: is cuz Tony it's... Stark puts this costume the... together.
2: This is the Breckenridge. Breckenridge. Oh, gosh. Isn't that great? Yes. I did not take a sip yet. And oh so
1: my gosh! But uh come on, guys, we're all Team Cap
0: America, right? Oh yeah, I'm like, Team Cap. Yeah, yeah. It's becoming a big thing. Like where I work, because I get to interact with a lot of uh guests that mm-hmm. are buying Marvel related <laughs> items. So it's like Team Cap, obviously. Yeah. I had like one person that's like Team Stark. And I was like, get out, get out. <laughs> You're
2: done. Just don't make me. You're not anything. allowed here anymore. Uh, no, even like the, um, Scarlet Witch taking out Vision, that quick mm-hmm. little scene, which both of their powers come from the gem. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Uh, Wait, her powers comes from a gem?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because it was in Loki's scepter, and that's what they used to create her and her brother. Oh. They okay. volunteered for that program.
1: Okay.
2: The power gem. Yeah. Mind gem.
0: Mind gem. They Okay. Because then it was attached
2: to Vision. Okay. uh but yeah, I mean that scene was awesome. Avengers mm-hmm. movies are really good. I don't know. It looks so good. And like you see that scene of uh the Black Panther, like when they blow up that embassy, mm-hmm. like you see that he's there, so you probably assume that it's probably his father that might be killed in that. That's why mm-hmm. he's gunning for Winter Soldier, so much. And maybe he said,
1: maybe Winter Soldier was there to try to stop it from happening because he still has connections, but, you know, wrong place, wrong time.
0: Or, I'll see who knows, too. He's it on could, the run. That could have been, like, a flashback where that was something the Winter Soldier was brought out of, like, cryogenic sleep to do. And now that he's out with Captain America, like, they can finally tie it to him, so Black Panther's like, he finally has that chance. Like mm-hmm. That's yeah. kind of how I look Ooh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah, that's a good
2: uh, And you do see a bunch of, um, there's some Russian badges. There are some Hydra labels throughout there. And you definitely have Baron Zemo cast in this movie, so you know that it's all going to be Hydra propaganda working things mm-hmm. behind the scenes or even more in the forefront. I actually kind of am looking forward to seeing how they do Baron Zemo.
0: Hopefully, hmm. it just has like that purple mask. It's a lot of movie. You got to have it. It's going to be a lot of movie. It's. it's I think it's going to be a heavy movie too. Mm. Like as much as Winter Soldier, just like heart wrenching, watching it. Like this is so good. This is going to amp it up even more. Right? I'm just excited for it. Well, the Russo brothers came out to
2: say like, you're not ready for this movie. Nobody's ready for <laughs> what's happening
1: in this movie. Oh, it's going to hmm. be good. And we got the other uh, Marvel trailer from.
0: Fox or X-Men uh, Apocalypse. See, I, I didn't watch that one because I haven't seen uh, Days of Future. Really? Past okay. Yeah. But honestly, after watching... It was on watching, HBO Go. That's the only reason I watched it. After watching Deadpool, I'm kind of like, oh, I wouldn't mind checking out the last movie. Mm-hmm. Just because I, I really enjoyed Deadpool. Days of Future Past wasn't bad. I have some like grumbles about
2: it. But it's... I mean, mm-hmm. X2... X1, Days of Future Past. Like, yeah, nothing is going to be able to take X2 out of number one placement for X-Men movies for me at
0: this point.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I And I don't think, you know, Apocalypse is going to do it either. There's a lot going on in Age of Apocalypse or Apocalypse. I keep,
1: I'm surprised um, he didn't watch it just for Olivia Munn, full costume. But that's that's kind
0: of like... A, Cutting a car in half with her side oh, yeah, I, I blade. Will, I will watch it. I mean, I love Psylocke. I love Nightcrawler. Mm -hmm. He's in it. Oscar Isaacs is awesome. I mean, he's Apocalypse. So there's enough going on in this movie that I could kind of be like, all right, like, Mm
2: -hmm. I'll
0: I'll give this one that old college try. And when I say that old college try, I mean how I went to college, whereas like every now and then I might show (laughs) (laughs) up.
1: It's one of those things, too. It it looks like a fun trailer. It makes me excited to watch it when it comes to Redbox. Box. Not like you said, not to the th- I'm not a theater goer, so I probably won't watch it there. Do we have any other movie news? Uh
2: yeah. Uh we got two casting announcements for uh Justice League Donna Justice or The Justice League the Justice or whatever it is. Uh Amanda Heard cast as Mira.
0: I know her from playing uh Nick Cage's daughter in the classic film drive angry. I know she's done other stuff. I think that's the only thing I've ever seen her in though. Uh,
2: she was the girlfriend in uh pineapple express. Oh, oh okay. okay. Uh, and then uh, the other news, the news that I'm a little more excited about is uh, JK Simmons cast as um, commissioner Gordon, hmm. which I think it's good casting. And it also came out right after he said, he would totally play J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> I feel like he announced that, and then DC was like, oh, we should scoop him up. <laughs> uh, Marvel's going to win up, yeah.
0: Right after this was announced, one of my favorite things, uh, someone put up a meme where it was him actually as uh, J. Jonah Jameson again, and it like, was like, give me pictures of Spider-Man. Never mind, now I'm Commissioner Gordon. And then after that, it was like a picture of Tom Holland in like the costume, and it, was, it says, hey, everyone, and then he's just like mad at the end of it. <laughs> Nice
2: meet. Uh Yeah, so I mean, I I, I've, I like him as an actor. I've liked him since the '90s. I've always enjoyed him. He's got some gravitas,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I think he'd be a good Gordon coming from like Gary Oldman. It's going to be a different version. I like to see that. Same thing with like Jeremy Irons and um, Alfred. Oh, as Alfred, but uh, he blew the windows off. Oh, from Michael Caine. Michael Caine. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Couldn't think of the name. Think of doing that horrible uh, impersonation we do. A bloke that doors off the frame. She was like Six. tank Yes. Old. She was only. All right. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but the, I think it's a good, like, little change of pace, good actor mm-hmm. with some bravitas to play that. I just want to have hit, uh, him call Batman Batbug
1: once in a while. Mm. You know, from Juno. Mm. What's up, Bug? What right. up, Batbug?
0: I haven't seen Juno in, like, ten years, so I don't remember much of it. Hmm. I just remember her being like, I'm the Kraken from the sea, like, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got anything else?
1: Uh, you know, there's been some video game news, if you guys want to talk about that. Yeah, with, uh, while, you're,
0: while you're looking that up, a uh, really quick hit. Um, we finally just got our confirmation of, uh, what's his name? The guy that's playing Daniel Rand? Oh, campus? uh, Finn, Finn Jones. Jones. Yes. Uh... Uh, confirmed over on the marvel side of things uh we also got our look at the luke cage logo here's a hint it looks just like the comic book one uh, <laughs> and also yeah we're gonna be getting luke Cage come september oh good it was it? september 22nd 24th it's been released of the episodes i watched of alias
1: i mean jessica jones uh i i enjoyed the character luke cage probably the most yeah no, he's,
0: he's really likable. And when I saw those episodes, I was mm-hmm. like, all right.
1: And when he gets angry, spoilers, when he gets angry at Jessica, that's when I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of done with this show then. You know, I don't want to sit through this of him being mad because he was such a enjoyable, just character, you he know. Comes back I, around. I know he does because he, he has to, right? It, it, You know, that's where the story's going. And that's what kept on driving me crazy with Jessica Jones is I knew exactly where the story was going. And it just took forever to get there. I'm like, ah, never mind. I know what's happening. I'm not going to watch the rest of this.
0: But I oh, yeah, yeah. it's. I'll read the Wikipedia. We, we talked about the show a little bit the other day, but yeah, there were some episodes that were, you know, a little bit more filler, or if you want to talk in comic book terms, uh, decompressed to fill like, mm-hmm. up that season order. But the end of that series, like David Tennant, just he murders it like he's a fantastic mm-hmm. villain
1: mm-hmm. but the thing with that with from show to show you could watch the first five minutes and then the last five minutes and be good like that's you know because the last five minutes set you up for the next five <laughs> the beginning five minutes of the next
0: episode and then fast forward the last five minutes see it's, it's been so long since but i watched such, those like so i can't slowly i can't faced. say but like I'm just thinking back to Daredevil because that just released, uh, with season two, and so much, so much gets, like, thrown into those episodes. I'm just like, oh my goodness.
2: Uh, and one last bit of news. AMC has announced that The Preacher will debut on May 22nd.
0: Oh, oh
1: cool. so
2: right around the corner. Right around the corner. Yeah. I'm,
1: I'm looking forward to A that. summer release for Preacher.
2: You know what? Most people's shows are going to be over, so it's a good spot to get them. Um, it's Memorial Day it's close to Memorial Day
1: weekend though, and that's where a lot of vacations start happening so it's not like one of this prime television watching
2: kind of but people times. like Walking Dead'll just be wrapping up people will finally catch up on what they haven't watched of that mm-hmm. and it's another comic book heavy show
0: to mm-hmm. come out I, I can't remember his name but the actor that's playing Jesse custer uh, he plays Howard Stark in agent carter i I really like him um, I'm kind of Excited for the going ahead um, new Marvel TV show. It's like Mockingbird and Hunter. I don't remember. Yeah, like I, I think it's called like Most Wanted or whatever. Um, it's kind of like rumors are they're not going to be doing a season three of Agent Carter. But kind of what I'm thinking, I would love for Marvel to do do like six episodes of Agents of Shield, six episodes of Agent Carter six episodes of this other show, and then just kind of, like, rotate them through, like, that. Because like, they have to take the mid-season breaks anyways. Yeah. they like, go that way, because I love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I don't think they need 22 episodes to tell, like, their overarching story, because they, yeah. they get those filler episodes that they're still good. Like, you still get those character beats and, like, the character development. But if you can compress all that into, like, six or eight episodes, maybe, of just an awesome, awesome show... And then follow up six episodes of, like, Peggy just being a badass? Like, yeah. Sign me up. Yeah, I think that would work.
2: It would work smart for them. And even if it was, like, you know, 12 of these, six of these, 12 of those, I think it would work more. Like, that 12 episodes is their story arc for that season. Did you watch any Agent Carter this season? I watched four episodes,
0: I could not get into it. Mm. it. It gets really good. Um, did you, were you there when they brought in like Madame Mask then?
2: I point? think I was, it's probably happened right after that. I just.
0: She's a great foil to Peggy. Like,
2: I don't have that much time in the day. And when I do have my days off and I'm doing this or that, there's other things I want to be watching or reading or playing. And I watched like three episodes in one day and I kept having to, I, was taking breaks in between even in in between the episodes like when she's like crawling around the floor and she's in the howard stark comes into that uh bordello kind yeah. of gentleman's club, like club and it's supposed to be like oh no she's getting gonna get caught by that guy i was like yeah well I'm, I'm gonna do something else right now That's like funny. it didn't like it just didn't get me as much
0: as did, last season did. did you at least like jarvis in it
2: yeah i liked he, him a little bit more like the crab mcgraw
0: <laughs> stuff and he's like oh, i've been working on this here hold on Sorry, Paul. We, we That's we, okay. Uh, no, no. But I forgot like, to talk about Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Peggy. And... No, that's good. So video game news.
1: Oh, uh, so Xbox announced, or Microsoft announced, that they're more than willing to have cross-platform play with PlayStation 3. Or PlayStation 4. Sorry. We're on 4. I keep on forgetting. And PlayStation is now looking into the business ramifications of that and whether or not they'll allow it and get it to work on their system because they're saying hey it's a lot more technical than just cross platform with PC.
0: I, I'm pretty sure that's the case, but honestly like it couldn't be a bad thing for either one of these companies mm-hmm. to have that crossover because you know what we're not in the situation but if we were like John you have a PlayStation 4. Yes. If mm-hmm. I decide to get an Xbox like one I I wouldn't be able to play games with you but if we have that cross-platform like platform gameplay and follow, like, you're yeah. on PC. Mm-hmm. If we could all play something together, that'd be great. Like, we would love that.
1: Last yeah. generation, it was a huge buying decision for me because Scott got the uh, the Xbox 360. John, you had the Xbox 360, so when it was time for me to make the uh, purchasing you know decision after I got tired of playing the Wii, because none of the games were coming out for Wii, and the ones that were, were, like, kiddified and like just not good like when madden came out for the wii and it was like now do the touchdown dance <laughs> to give your team a boost and it's like what what well, am even i doing? like
2: when we were like chris and i were talking about resident evil 4 mm-hmm. and then you were talking about it. he's like yeah no i liked it and then we said something and he's like well, you can do that yeah i can't do that <laughs> like you, what no i can't do that yeah <laughs> it's a great game i love it i can't do that <laughs> Which I couldn't, like, I would feel like I'd be even, it'd be even more aggravating, like, those mm-hmm. scenes when you're trying to do stuff in that game, trying to do it with the remo- with the Wiimotes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The nunchucks and...
1: Well, I like being able to, like, aim on the screen and fire uh,
2: with the Wiimote,
1: that, like, versus the controller, like, aiming and stuff. Uh, and then, the, you know, whipping out the knife by just shaking the Wiimote. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they, when I'm like, okay, I need an actual next gen system and I bought the Xbox 360 because that's the environment everybody was else it was in. So, you know, I, I can understand why one or two of these companies might be like, well, then we're kind of sunk, but Microsoft's in the position where they're being outsold each and every month by PlayStation 4. So they're not going to get a, like a huge, you know, domino effect of. Well, John bought his Xbox, so therefore Paul will buy an Xbox. Or PlayStation, you know, might consider it. Might be like, well, you know, why 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 open it up?
0: Yeah. I think no matter what, we'd all be able to play, like, Diablo 3 together. (laughs) Right? Yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun. Or Overwatch, because I've heard nothing but great things about Mm -hmm. that game. Hey, listen to Not Episode 295 for more Blizzard talk. Mm.
2: Mm. I like when you guys mentioned me briefly. In the, yeah, we talked
0: about you at the beginning of the show. Yeah. We, we talked about you as much as we thought you would listen to the show and at <laughs> that point we're like, he's not listen he anymore. Listen the whole way. Oh, nice. Good job. Did you rate
2: and review us? Uh, yeah, when we first started the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and then the second time we went on to uh, iTunes. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: All right. So that's it for news. We got another beer to talk we about, have boys. We another
0: beer and I don't know who picked this one up. Paul did, oh, but when, oh. it's right in front of you, okay, Chris. Yeah. Um, our next beer uh, is Breckenridge Breweries uh, twenty-five. This is their twenty-fifth anniversary Imperial Vanilla Porter that has been aged in rum barrels. I I love everything about the name of this beer.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, and
0: then uh, then I get to taste it in action. Breckenridge made that first vanilla porter
1: that I really loved, like oh, the one yeah, that, that, that I had. That, that's it's still a one standard of the best. beer. Yeah. <laughs> And that's if I'm going to buy a Breckenridge beer, it's probably going to be that one. And then this just reminds me so much of that uh, Irish. Remember the uh, Innocent Gun? Yeah. The Irish Porter aged in Irish whiskey barrels, but this has that nice rum flavor from. It's Innocent got like Gun. a
2: sweet and then mm-hmm. like a tartness to mm-hmm. it. I like this a lot, uh, and you get the sweet from the vanilla. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's nice, and most of the things that it's we've smooth, gotten that's. Sexy beer. that's rum aged aside from the innocent gun we haven't liked like Mm -hmm. we had that uh that pumpkin ale aged in rum and it was gross and we had Mm -hmm. other stuff aged in rum where we just weren't fans of it this is the first time i've had something aged in rum where i'm like yeah it's oh yeah this is good it it
1: provides a roundness and not that overly molassy flavor that's i think we get a lot of times from that yeah. Each and rum barrels that are just like over the top. Definitely, this a, is
0: like a sweet porter is mm-hmm. what goes great with like that. Yeah, rum. It, this it's is a good. nice sweet, and then you get that mm-hmm. like vanilla like flourish on the tongue there. This mm-hmm. is this is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think that's this rum flavor really rounds out that back end because most of the. I'm
0: like I took a sip of this and I was like, "What what beer is this?" Like <laughs> yeah. I, I had to know like this is. The vanilla up front, and yeah. I can find Breckenridge in Florida. Like, I'm gonna see if maybe I can get a bottle of this and just, like, sit on it for a little bit. I don't don't know if you want to sit too much
1: because it's already, it's not the most robust beer, like, on on the palate.
0: I I don't know, like, let it sit for a little bit, have maybe more of that vanilla, like, come out. I think you, it, it would be, uh, you'd be more
2: pressed to, Lose that vanilla on like sitting that, with it.
0: That rum, sweet too. Mm. <laughs> this is fantastic. Yeah, nothing on this
1: is like burning or are really big. Yeah, what percent alcohol is this?
0: This is
1: uh, let's see here. Reading label, don't know. Don't know. Does not. Oh, there it is. Nine point eight
2: percent. Okay. So I don't. It's know. really. It's it's smooth. It's mm-hmm. it's a very very enjoyable drink.
0: I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. No, Quote, Marky Mark, and be like, uh, I love this beard wicked hard. Oh, well, nice. Good Boston accent there. Thank Probably you. I thought so. Better than our uh, Michael Caine. Well, do you hear my, Definitely right, better do than do you my, my Michael Caine. Do you hear my Boston, Caine? New York accent? Yeah. Hey, I'm Chris. I lived in Boston, New York. Ah, oh, there you go. <laughs> same. Same. It's pretty, just has, P- pretty good. It's just named Boston.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: All right, so... I'm from Boston. The List? Right? I've been with you for like a year there. <laughs> the List? The List! list. <laughs> All right. These are for the books coming out March 23rd? Yep.
0: Yes. 2016. 2016. Uh, you always got to be sure of the year. I'm sorry. Chris, which, which book are you looking forward to? Um, there's a few books coming out this week that I'm really looking forward to, which is nice because next week, there's nothing... Uh, but the one I'm most looking forward to is actually a trade paperback, hmm. and this is Out There, volume number one. Uh, this is written by Brian Augustin, with art by Humberto Ramos. If those names sound familiar, it's because they did one of my other favorite books from Cliffhanger Comics, uh Crimson. Hmm. And this is a story of a small New Mexico town that... Gets overtaken by demons, and it's up to a team of kids to help save uh, the town. Ooh, Monster Squad meets Demon Hunters. Pretty much. Um, I actually bought this book in single issues when it was coming out years and years and years and years ago, and it never finished. Uh, This uh, trade paper actually complete issues number one through six, so it finally gets maybe some sort of conclusion to it because I never got like the final issue. Hmm. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I love Crimson. It's one of my consistent go-back-to books, uh, and it's going to be wonderful to see this book again because I haven't read it since it came out like way back whenever that was. Yeah, with cliffhangers. So. So, hey, uh, by the way, this will probably be my pick
2: for my next trading policy. But I was going to say, I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to reading it uh, for trading policy. For Talking John. about uh, trading
0: policies. John, oh. I'm, I'm throwing it to John because <laughs> I want to know what he's reading.
2: I'm looking for a new number 1. This is uh one of 6 from Dark Horse Comics. This is The Shadow Glass. Ooh. Uh, a young student of England's greatest occultist learns her father is in league with the devil. Ooh, the devil you say. And when Rose finds out, that the man who raised her isn't her father. She ignores his warnings about the terrible secrets of her own past to seek answers from her childhood teacher, Dr. John Dees, the Queen's occult advisor. Oh. Wh- who's Dees? Dees nuts? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, this is a uh, writer, artist, cover artist is Allie Fell, who I'm not really aware of. Uh, but perhaps but, you fell in love with her writing an artist art. Maybe uh, it just kind of sounds right up my alley with stuff, and <laughs> uh, I like it. I like the sounds of it. Hmm. No, Paul, you're looking for a trade. Uh, no, no, it? not a trade. But uh, talking about trading policies, there
1: was a book that I made you guys read. Uh, the X-Men back in. <laughs> The (laughs) 1970s. And it made me really crave that old uh, X-Men feel, those old X-Men stories. Uh, So I'm going to try out a book that's coming out with a number two of five. Uh, This is X-Men Worst X-Man Ever, number two, written by Max uh, Bemis and art by Michael Walsh. Uh, I have no idea what this is about, but Uh, it has
0: uh, mystique in it. Max Bemis is the lead singer from the band Say Anything. You uh, actually read a comic book that he wrote before with... There's a book about the guy with bipolar disorder who thought he was a superhero. Uh,
2: was that Moon Knight? No, it my. No. It, it was uh. <laughs> oh, that's Moon Knight, it, it right? It was an. It was
0: a, book. Yeah, it was a image. I'm blanking I think. on the or uh, Devil's Due or something like boom. Um, I'm blanking on Jack Flood. No, no. Was, uh, the other guy the
3: art, was crazy. About.
0: The art in that book was actually done by Jorge uh, Coelho, who's doing the Haunted Mansion book over at huh. Marvel right now i we can with an O. I'm sorry, Paul. I didn't. It's mean okay. To,
1: I didn't mean to. Like, uh, I'm not going to look it up because it. I got nothing to go on there. But uh, no, I'm looking forward to some X, you know, some X-Men one-off kind of show or uh, comics, and hopefully uh, this is something that I kind of will enjoy seeing as it's
0: polarity. Well, it was, polarity. That was it. Uh, worst X-Men ever, and it's not dupe. I, I think it, this will probably be like a fun offbeat look <laughs> at the X-Men, almost like you would have had from the dupe book, mm-hmm. uh, or or something like the. Uh, X-Force book that came out a while and, ago.
2: And has Mystique, you know. So, I'm in. I've been a fan of Mystique since the uh was it Fraction or um Brian K. Vaughan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little I picked series. that for uh yeah, for a look I, back. I, I like I liked mm-hmm. that book a
1: lot. I also had fortunate it. It's a really good book. That's why I liked it. It was like X-Factor. Mm. And the Sentinel. All right. So, uh you know main topic guys or do we pause and take a beer let's let's take a pause finish our beers and then uh
2: we got a dramatic reading oh we got a dramatic reading that's what's next oh. draws, I really feel like I'm thrown off on my podcast game because I'm not wearing my headphones because I can listen to Chrissy <laughs> sitting right next to me <laughs> and now a dramatic
1: reading from Harley Quinn Valentine Day special number one page twenty five panel four.
3: Time for you boys to taste my iron fish stick!
1: Harley Quinn, Valentine's Day special, number one, page 25, panel four. What
0: a dramatic reading. Right. We, we get really dramatic on those. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you know what probably helps our dramaticness? All the drinking. All the drinking. <laughs> and um who got this one?
0: I don't want Ball to just keep. keep, I don't want just keep reading them because it's okay. in front
1: of me. This is a, the Ithaca anniversary eighteen
0: Go, uh, uh, An ongoing series of beers and an ongoing series here at the Bang Broadcast where we've been doing everyone since fourteen. Since fourteen, um, yeah, actually, been... no. I'm mean, we did uh, Excelsior like we did twelve and thirteen too. We just didn't.
2: Yeah, like, we didn't. We didn't call them. Uh, yeah. We didn't take note of the series
0: because
2: mm-hmm. uh, the one was the alfalf, that Alfalfa. That the one like the white or, gold. Or, yeah. White gold yeah. was not good. Uh, one it does not say Excelsior on this bottle. Mm-hmm. It just says 18th anniversary. Uh, when you check into it on Untapped, it mentions that it's the Excelsior 18. Uh, also this beer is not bottled conditioned. It does not say that it is going to continue to age with time and mm-hmm. change. Uh, also it's a seven percent Baltic Porter. Yeah, so Do not ages. It's getting away from. I don't know if just this version of it, or they're just getting away from it in general. Uh, it says it's pre-aged. It's aged on oak. It's aged on oak. Not Which, in oak
0: barrels, on oak. So it's probably like oak chips in mm-hmm. like the mash. No, it wouldn't be in the in mash. It should be on actual aging process. On
2: the, yeah, in the second fermentation yeah. when they're holding on to it.
0: Uh, it I, part of me wonders if they don't have this one bottle-conditioned or something you can age based off of the problems that we've had with previous bottles, like the 16 and the 17, that just, as soon as we pop them, like they, they weren't bottles that you could sit on. Yeah. 17 was, we had like one good bottle
1: of it. So bad. And I never had one. Yeah. Uh, And I would, I bought one fresh just, you know, from the store, brought it right home and opened it up just because he has had one. And I had,
0: well, 16, we bought at the brewery. Like Mm -hmm. we had issues with that one too.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so. Well, let's talk about this one, 18. Yeah. It says a, a
1: hint of
2: smokiness in, a,
1: it, in the a, smooth, it's full a Baltic body porter. Beer.
2: It's a Baltic porter. I like it. I like everything that's going on. It's, it's bolder, um, than most Baltic porters. It's, it's got a nice roundness to it. There's nothing to dislike about this beer. There's nothing that sets this beer, beer over anything, mm-hmm. any
0: other Baltic porters. It's an enjoyable, drinkable beer. It, it's, it's nice. Like, I, I don't think this is something that you would age just based off what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, if we had another bottle of it and didn't say like, don't age this, I would say like, hey, you know, like let's see where it winds up. But We would go teriyaki so yeah, quick. Yeah. It, it's, it's good as it is. It's, mm-hmm. it's a nice solid all around Porter. Like It's okay. Uh,
1: I still like the 21st amendment. He said Baltic Porter. More than this. It wasn't as smoky.
2: The pumpkin but, Baltic Porter. Yeah. I wouldn't, no. <laughs> <You> <laughs> I, wouldn't, wouldn't know? I wouldn't I wouldn't, I would drink this again. Uh, okay. The l- The last time I had a Baltic Porter that I took note of that I was like, hmm, uh, Smutty Nose Baltic Porter mm. that came in a 12 or a 12 pack variety pack. Mm-hmm. And that was when I was like, hey, I
0: kind of like Baltic
2: Porters. This,
0: this is nice. It's drinkable. It wouldn't be my, Go to porter. I would still take like a narwhal hmm. or um, resputin. I mean, they're very different types.
2: But
1: well, those are stouts,
2: those, well, are, thought, no, uh, those, those are Russian, Russian
1: imperials. Russian imperials. Yeah. Uh, with
2: porters, Edmund Fitzgerald every single time. Stovepipe porter not in production anymore hmm. from Otter Creek. Hmm. So, yeah, that's like the only other kind of porter that's re- on a regular basis you can get. Mm-hmm. If I was going to a party and people there enjoy dark beers, I would buy and bring this because it's not that expen- expensive of a bottle. Mm-hmm. It's something that you could share with people and enjoy. Uh, 7%. I mean, you, so you could drink the whole freaking bomber yeah, bottle yeah. of this and be fine for the night. Uh, I, I don't think it's bad. And, like, Paul, yeah, I mean, everybody's got – oh, yeah, taste. I'm saying it's say a little it's meaty. Meaty. I know A little they,
1: bit of that salty, meaty kind of quality that this is a little bit of a turnoff on this. I, I wish this. It's it's coming. I think from the aftertaste of the smoke. Um, I enjoy the smoke. Uh, you know, they say dark, rich fruits, and I'm not getting that dark, rich fruits. I'm 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 getting just that smoke and that a little bit of a meaty kind of salty kind of flavor.
2: And I think from the um, from going from that rum mm-hmm. to this, I mean our. It's shifting gears on a. Uh, that's why I've been trying to bit. like take small sips at a time, but, and a yeah. lot of small sips just to get my palate acc- uh, acc- uh, oh. acclimated. And I can see where they would say those fruit flavors are coming. I don't get them. I get a smokiness, but it's not like a smoky meatness. It's not like one of those the stone smokes yeah. where you're like, yeah. oh man, I can, I can taste everything that they smoked on that.
1: Fire. Yeah, yeah. This is a uh, half half step down from that stone smoke, but. Just Put, a half that, step. That half step makes it drinkable. <laughs> it is drinkable. I, I'm not upset with the money that I paid for it, but it's definitely not something I'm going to... I'm like, okay, tried it. Okay, not one of my favorite four t- anniversaries. It's definitely no. nowhere near the
2: 14. I don't think anything can compare to the 14. I mean, we've been chasing uh, Even that 15, Black I Eye really, really so liked lot, The 15, I liked, but it's still... Didn't have what that fourteen had. But we I like that fifteen
1: because it meant we got to drink
2: another fourteen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the like the fifteen we like just as for what it was. It was I mean 14, it was a, fourteen. We're black IPA fans though. Like we yeah. we will continuously be like, oh, you have a a black IPA. Like let me try it. Let me try nobody's it. You nobody's know? making those anymore.
2: It's, it's so hard it, to that, find that's, a good black. That's
0: IPA. one of our go to beers that we just can't go to it anymore. So we, I think we're always going to look back fondly. On the year that was 14. 14, mm-hmm. that's the thing that told us that we liked that black that, IPAs. And that was the one that, too, that was like, we should be looking for these every year now. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: let's pick them up. Let's pick up more. Let's sit out. Heavy let's,
1: Seas, I think, still will make their Cannonball, which I, is their yeah, black
0: IPA. And, like, Otter Creek's not doing
2: their I, – I think Otter Creek's black IPA, because you – at the time, you could get it consistently, mm-hmm. was the best thing. Because it was a great black IPA, and you could get it a six-pack for – Eight ninety nine, 99 and now mm-hmm. they're not brewing that anymore and it's
1: yeah.
2: upsetting
1: to me a little bit but then again now we got uh, otter creek that's willing to try different things you know so we, we sw- otter creek was in that scene was a step above magic hat for us for a little while there yep. where we're like okay they do s- consistent stuff and if i really wanted to buy something consistent then i knew i was gonna like i'll buy an otter creek now they're just, like, not doing that consistent
2: stuff, and they're doing whatever they kind of want. Most of it is IPA, so yeah. it really is. Mm-hmm. And it, even if it isn't an IPA, like, their steam pipe is still hoppy. Like, that's yeah. what stat, sets it aside from, from more most steam ales or common ales is the hop characteristic.
1: Now it's time for our main topic, which is our February – Look back, yeah, looking right. at the books that came keep, out in February and January. I, I keep thinking March because we read most of them in March. <laughs> That's true. Uh, John, this is a book that you were upset with us because we didn't read it for the uh, January Look Back. And, uh, and here we, we are. Look
2: Back, we've done. So, <laughs> Daredevil number one. Daredevil number one. Um, one of the reasons I got this is anytime there's a new Daredevil, Daredevil series, I enjoy picking up its character that I do really really enjoy and with this it was something I could easily have brushed past the art on the cover wasn't selling me but the fact that it was Charles (laughs) Soule did it and the art in the book I think is better than what the art on the cover was and uh, Ron Gardney I think does a really good job of art in this book and then the colorist I wanted to mention him because he does a really great job of just using like reds and blacks uh, Matt uh, Miller.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and this is a very almost black and white book. Yeah, like throughout, it's, it's like it's black and red, yeah. black, red, and white. Um, but this is Matt Murdock coming back to New York City. Has an apprentice working with him, and is working for the district attorney, mm-hmm. the DA now. The DA, he's a and prosecutor. The prosecutor has an office in an elevator. Shaft too. Yep. <laughs> um, but, show would not allow
1: so, that, by the way
0: Okay, I I didn't read the last series of Daredevil mm-hmm. um, like after they relaunched the Sammy Wade stuff with a new number one because everyone knew Matt Murdock was Daredevil, like he gave up on wearing a costume and he was just like walking around in a suit being Daredevil What happened? Uh, something magical does, does anyone know? Because he's he's back to being Daredevil now in New York because he was in San Francisco when I like, mm-hmm. last left off Yeah uh, but nobody knows.
2: Yeah, uh,
1: Matt apparently Murdock? he made a deal with somebody. Okay, he kind of mentions
0: it mm-hmm. in the book. Like, like, I, yeah, and
1: and I, Foggy's nobody, the
2: only one that remembers. Nobody remembers. Uh, but you have Matt Murdock with his kind of sidekick, Blind Spot. Blind Spot, who can turn invisible.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But it takes batteries. <laughs> it takes a lot of batteries. A lot of batteries. Uh, but he takes that time to be Daredevil. He's Working within the law and as Daredevil to try to take down this Ten Finger Gang—is mm-hmm. that what they're called? Ten yeah, fingers? the the, ten, the cult of the Ten Fingers. Yeah. Um, and without—I mean—that's kind of captures everything that goes on in this book. I enjoyed the book. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the the look, the colors, the writing. I think everything in this was done well, and then this cult really kind of adds to it. I'm a little more interested in the villains in this book than I am following Matt Murdock as Daredevil. Right. Well, because it's, it's, we're back to Angry Daredevil. We're back to Angry Matt. He's
0: yelling at
1: Foggy again.
0: Here we go. And that's why when we were talking about the Daredevil season two Mm -hmm. on Netflix the other day, I was like, it's definitely more in line with what we're getting now in Daredevil versus what we had with the Mark Mm -hmm. Chris Sammy Daredevil, because they're very different takes on the same character.
1: You're um, talking about the Netflix versus Chris Omni. Yes. End. Okay. Um, and then this is more in line. I'm thinking with the Netflix version, the daredevil, because it is Matt Murdock, not only yelling at foggy, but also yelling at the person that's turning dates evidence. And he's like, look, fine. You don't need to show up at court tomorrow, but you're done. Guess what? That protection that daredevils I'm going to, I called him to make sure you're Okay. You're sitting in that chair because I made that call. I can just as easily make another call to tell Daredevil to stop watching your back. And guess what? Uh Maybe nobody will be around
2: to save you next time. This is definitely you, when you take over a series, especially after a mm-hmm. huge run like the Mark Wade one. You've got to differentiate mm-hmm. your run from that. So you make it and You got to make it more gritty. You can't have mm-hmm. it that kind of more fun, crazy book that wade had and Mm -hmm. i'm okay with this book i think it's fun i might go through one through six for that story arc Mm -hmm. if they go any farther than that i might drop it just out of kind of boredom unless there's stuff there that really keeps me going and when you mentioned like the darkness of the netflix series having watched a little more than a quarter of it like that matt murdoch that daredevil still believes in hope in people hmm. like you have to hope that they're going to make the right decision. So this is like one step away from, yeah, because
1: he no longer believes this guy that's turning stay evidence. seven at will. He's like, okay, then I'm going to prosecute you and you will go yeah. to jail for the rest of your life. It's, it's, it's and the Matt you.
2: Murdock. This is the daredevil that more follows, um, Baker's run on daredevil than Wade's. Hmm. And Wade's was, like, such a fresh air, but this is also the Daredevil
0: that I like. See, um, I, I'm i going to say, like, yes, I agree. Like, this is more of that Brubaker. Like, this is the Daredevil that I liked until I got that Mark Wade Daredevil, which now that it that is going to be my Daredevil. I, I love the show. I will gladly watch the rest of this season because I've only seen the first episode so far. I can't wait to finish it. But when it comes to comic book Daredevil's I I love the Brew Baker stuff. I even like the Bendis stuff when he was writing it. Like this is this is a good Daredevil, but it's not my it's Daredevil. not my Daredevil now. Mm-hmm. And I, and I
2: agree uh, to a point. It's not exactly what I want, but it's still
0: a good Daredevil book. Right. I, I agree. <laughs> this this does not make me want to say like I'm not a Daredevil fan anymore. Like I've I've read comic books that I've absolutely loved and considered myself a fan of that book and that character, but then I've read something and then I'm like, no, like I'm, I'm done now. I'm, I'm removed from it. I, I will, I will read this. If you buy, you know, two, three, four, like, yeah, I'll, I'll keep up on it.
2: And I'm someone who's still looking to be buying superhero comic books. Mm-hmm. And this is one of them. Like this is a superhero comic book. I will keep buying and It is grittier. It's not as superhero, superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely something I really liked and enjoyed, and want to continue to read. I understand that it, it it's it is what it is, you know. And yeah. I
1: think if you're interested in the description of a grittier, more in line with a Netflix series, then
0: you got it here with this book. So. I mean, and the grittiness carries through in the storytelling, but the art too, like. We didn't really talk about it too much. I think this is a fantastic-looking book. Oh, I think so. Like, it's it's gorgeous. I love the use of the blacks and the whites, and then that, like, little color pop that you do get to it, whether it's red, which is 90% of the time it's going to be red, or, like, a little bit of blue or like green. Mm-hmm. It, it does pop,
2: and it looks fantastic. It really fits in line with the tone of the book, and it's something that s- sets itself o- away from Somni or mm-hmm. Rivera's art on wade's book like right. it's letting you know you turn that page you open that book you say okay this is not what i was just reading in daredevil this is
0: gritty this is going to be darker just by the color and the tones and the art but yeah ultimately really like i'm glad i did read this i'm sorry i forgot to last <laughs> month um because I, I did enjoy it like and i
3: mm-hmm.
0: i feel like i saw it maybe a little bit more negative than i meant to because no, this is a great Daredevil book, but it's just it, it's it's not what I would
2: normally love, love out of yeah, a Daredevil exactly, mm-hmm. um, and that's why I wanted us to read it because I knew it was something that we would, for the most part, enjoy. Paul, I know you're you usually yeah not, it was
1: is, it was a good book, it was solid for what it was, you know, for this story. It's telling that Daredevil story. Yeah, would I rather have a Mark Wade Daredevil story? Yeah, but then again. I was kind of like just reading through those books because it was another Mark Wade, you know, daredevil story. So it, it could use a refresh. It could use that getting Marvel needs to get in line with the properties that they're doing with what they're doing with the IP over in other media. It's just the nature of the beast that we live in now. So this makes sense. This isn't as gritty and as dark, and it has some superhero elements that aren't in the Netflix series, especially with Blindspot being able to turn invisible. Granted, you get Elektra and Punisher over in the Netflix series now, so maybe it is more superhero I I don't know, because I'm not going to watch it. But it's it's fun. It's, it's still got a fun element, though it's not that lighthearted fun element. It's not Daredevil enjoying what he's doing. It's Daredevil doing it because he has to do it. <laughs>
2: Speaking of characters that are kind of following the same thing, something they feel obligated mm-hmm. to do, uh, why don't we jump on to Power Man and Iron Fist?
0: Okay, I didn't know where we were going to go next, uh, so I had everything... Open. Well, I, I right? knew but that. Obi-Wan and, could also be the same. Like, do do a we kind of like focus on like the Marvel Universe, or we kind of segue out onto Obi-Wan? But yeah, let's stick around into uh, the Marvel Universe, and yeah. we're going to check out... Power Man and Iron Fist number one. Oops, I hit number two by mistake.
1: Ah. And let me tell you guys, this is I'm, I'm, this is the last Power Man and Iron Fist book I'm going to read. I promised my wife that this is the last one. <laughs> I'm not. No, I'm not well,
0: going to put on. Getting, they're getting the band back
1: together. I'm not going to put on my tiara and read a Power Man and Iron Fist. Here is incorporated. We're definitely not doing that. We just got to do this. I got to read this book for my friends here. We're
2: just doing this one book. We get this one book. That's it. Uh, so this is uh, uh, Power Man and Iron Fist, The Boys Are Back, written by David Walker, art by Sanford Green, who at the Niagara Falls Comic Book Convention hmm. over the winter, where both of them were at, the book had to come out. Preview stuff that I had seen kind of made me want to spend that like $30 to go there just to kind of meet and talk to those guys hmm. before this you, book came out. Should've.
0: But, well, because uh, Stanford Green actually did the Secret Wars Runaways book, which like I've really enjoyed. Um, hmm. Like it, it's a different take on the Runaways because it's in like that Secret Wars universe, but it, it still has that kind of like that heart tug to it. But yeah, um, Power Man, uh, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist Daniel Rand are going to pick up someone that they used to work with at Heroes for Hire, who's just their receptionist. Jing me. Uh, and of, of course things don't go right. No. Um, and as much as Danny wants them to say like, Hey, they're getting back together. They're getting back together. This is where all of our intro for this book came from. Uh, Luke Cage is putting his foot down. No, we're not teaming up again, mm-hmm. not back together. We're just doing this for our friend. Then, then we're done. But <laughs> nothing will ever be that easy when you get these two characters.
1: Hey, their receptionist was in prison for five long years at Rikers Island for uh, a murder she didn't really commit because she was possessed. And, uh, they've been trying to get evidence together to get her acquitted, to get her sentence revoked, and it's finally happened five years afterwards. So she gets out of prison, but, uh, You know in that five years uh there's things that have gone wrong and have gone missing in her life including uh uh, her grandmother's necklace that got stolen by uh tombstone which i don't remember being such a like uh over the top gangster character i remember him being a gangster character in like uh in the amazing spider-man television series like that's my only real instance with tombstone being like a uh what do you call it uh When you're all white, like Uh, albino, albino character, but it's because he he was, and
0: he's a little bit more exaggerated with his mm -hmm. like appearance in this Mm -hmm. one too. He looks a little bit more Mm -hmm. zombie-like,
1: and also he has this very like street thug uh, slang going on. You know what? I can't let stand. Like, and I'm like, what? He's a he's a thug now, not an old school mobster.
0: I, I feel like that kind of flows more into what. Uh, like Brian Michael Bendis did, with those kind of more like Spider-Man villains, like Tombstone, Jigsaw, like Hammerhead, like all those kind of like schlubby villains that you had that were mobsters that were just kind of like carryovers from what comic books were.
1: In the 1930s, 1940s.
0: They they amped it up a little bit. So I'm okay with them, you know, changing (laughs) Tombstone around a little bit in that respect. Um,
2: The Tombstone stuff was the only time I
0: didn't enjoy this art. Ooh, Bottle's foamy. Um it smells delicious still. I, mm-hmm. I see I actually I like the way that Sanford Green portrays tombstone because if he was just like a regular mobster who's all white, like it wouldn't stick out. Like mm. this makes him a little bit more of a character.
2: I kind of owe it like the vision of tombstone I have is like sharp edges. Mm-hmm. Like flat top hair, white face, he's got that no nose like just cartilage. This is a very fish-lipped, big-lipped tombstone. Yeah, and they over exaggerate his lips, first, and he's got like, spit coming out of his unless, mouth all the time. Until they called him Tombstone, I really wasn't sure who it was. I thought it mm-hmm. could have been anybody.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, like I said, this is the last of the Power Man books that I'm going to read. Uh, Iron Fist Power Man, because I promised my wife we're
2: definitely I'm definitely not going to buy these books again. Is that and that's the joke of the series that Power Man is so against doing that. Mm-hmm. And Danny Rand is like I'm going to reminisce about everything. I'm going to look at this newspaper and be like we're back together.
0: Which this we're totally back together. I really like reading this because mm-hmm. the last time I read Danny Rand and something it was the Carrie Andrews um, Iron Fist the living weapon which was a completely a little bit more dour take on the character. Um, so we didn't have that fun-loving like, Iron Fist character back mm-hmm. then. As much as I love that book, it's good to have this version of him here. Because uh, I, I love this book more than I thought I was going to. I've mm-hmm. never read any of the Power Man and Iron Fist books. Um, the last time they actually had a title together was back in the 80s. So it's been like over 30 years. And it, you know what? I, I can understand why people have wanted these characters back together and why they work together and who they are and how they came to be together.
2: And we've gotten glimpses of that with Brubaker and Matt Fraction's Immortal Weapon, Mm -hmm. Iron Fist. You see those characters sit together. The second volume, you know, Power Man's leading a group of the female heroes for hire to help Danny and save everything. So you have those moments where you understand where these characters, Mm -hmm. their their bond, their Their friendship, their brotherhood comes from. In those books, and that's where I got it from. That's where mm-hmm. I understood where these characters are. And I think this is a great take on on them. This is the Mark Wade and
1: Chris Somney take on Daredevil on these two characters. Yeah. But let me start by saying this is the last <laughs> of the Power Man Iron Fist uh, 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 issues that I'm going to read. Uh, I promised my wife that, uh, that we're not doing this. You know, it's
2: just a one-time thing, guys. Just a one-time uh, thing. That's like this book had me like in that beginning when Power Man's talking to to his common law wife. I don't think they're actually married. No, they got married. Did they get actually yeah. get married? Yeah. yeah. Um, it a, but he was a, a new Avengers special. He's talking to Jessica Jones <laughs> and their daughter's playing there, and he's like, "No, no, no, we're just doing this one." Jessica thing. Power Man. And she took her his last name. In the background, in the background, you have Danny just doing like a kata, he's uh-huh.
3: just
2: doing that. But at the same time, he's like, "Tell her I said hey." And then at the end, he's like, "Did you tell her I said hey?" No, you heard me on the phone. Mm-hmm. I didn't say that. Well, why not? She likes you, but.
0: She doesn't like listening to you. Like, I think you... that's all a bunch of fiddle-faddle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's what it really sold me. It's like, this is that Luke Cage that's trying to move past this. Like, he's a family man now. Like, mm-hmm. he's he doesn't want this life. But mm-hmm. you, they will never be done with it. Yeah,
1: It's like licking an
0: envelope. I, I, I love this book. Um, I'm glad I picked it up. I'm glad number two came out this week because as soon as I saw it was available, I downloaded it. We both bought uh, Mm -hmm. issue one
2: because I wanted my own copy where I didn't have to log into your account to read it. And I probably will continue buying my own as well just because I want to give these guys –
0: I want them to have the purchase. I want this book to stick around. I agree. I I think this is a book that deserves support because I I don't want to say it's different from what Marvel's doing right now because a lot of the Marvel books kind of do stand on their own. But this is just a great, fun team-up book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I said, like they're getting the band back together. This is the Blues Brothers. Except, you know, Jake doesn't want to be in the band anymore. Very true.
1: I enjoyed it, and I will read. I don't know if you guys got this or not, but I I, I will be reading issue No, two. this was the
0: last one. You want uh, to I know.
1: I, I promised my wife I wouldn't read anymore. But you know what? Sometimes you get dragged into a situation you didn't expect to be.
0: Uh, and nice. I'm, I'm going to use that to segue into Spider-Man number mm-hmm. one. And this is written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by Sarah Pacelli. And this is the first issue. He's been in the Marvel Universe for a while now, but this is the actual Spider-Man, not Ultimate Spider-Man, not a Spider crossover book. Uh, Spider-Man number one starring Miles Morales. Not the Spider-Man. Not Spider-Man. Not somewhat Spider-Man. Uh, like legit official. Miles Morales is Spider-Man now. And it's okay. It comes with Peter Parker's blessing. He's totally allowed to call himself Spider-Man now. Oh, good. Uh, I've long been a fan of Spider-Man, but I've long been a bigger fan of the Spider-Man supporting cast of characters. Mm-hmm. And for all those Spider-Books I'm reading, none of them actually star Peter Parker right now because he's just got a great support team behind him. And I think Miles Morales as Spider-Man here is another great jewel in that crown because this book reads like an event book. If this had been part one of some new crossover starring Blackheart as the ultimate villain, I would believe it because this book, it looks fantastic and there's no reason Sarah Pacelli shouldn't be on some huge Marvel title right now. Mm -hmm. Cause this book is just fantastic looking and, this is the bench that I like. I don't know if Ultimate Spider-Man was this good when he was writing it after I, I dropped it because I feel like I might have missed out on something. Uh, I
2: think it it might have been because of the fanfare that goes with this character. There are so many people backing this Spider-Man. Uh, I think aside from the Spider-Man event over last summer or whatever mm-hmm. with the the
0: the inheritors yeah, yeah.
2: is the first time i've really read miles morales and i really like this book and i think one of the things i like about this is it's high school spider-man yeah and i haven't had that since like spider-man blue mm-hmm. you know like our spider-man has always been either in college or a professional like mm-hmm. a just a photographer than the teacher and stuff. So we never really had the Spider-Man as the high school student except for maybe ultimate Spider-Man, but this works. It feels like fresh. You understand everything that's going on. And I liked seeing him in school again and feeling that obligation that, you know,
0: school's not as important as being the hero. And it's, (laughs) it's, It's him and his best friend. It's him worried about, like, what girl is he going to date? Like, what's she going to think? Like, she's a superhero, too. Like, it's a great book with a lot of heart to it. And then reading number two just drives it home even more. Um,
2: and I haven't read – did you read two? I haven't, I haven't read, read number two. two. Nope. We just kind of read yeah. these right before we mm-hmm. – the weekend, but right before we recorded this.
1: And, and I, what I want to say is uh, – since this is Miles Morales and not Peter Parker as a high school student. You know, Peter Parker in the Marvel Universe is a top ten genius. You know, he's mm-hmm. right up there somewhere in the top ten. You got He Richard. can blink and pass those tests yeah, yeah, yeah. without a he's problem. He's like, oh, yeah, I, you know, I read the book. You know, I sped read it. I'm able to figure out where the story's going. I'm good. This is a kid that's going to struggle because he's, needs is, to yeah. he needs to spend his time. Yeah, he regular kid. Yeah. He needs to spend his time doing his studies. Like, you know, that's, it's. Granted, he comes, but he does have the toxic, you know, toxic 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 shooters. Toxic blacks, like uh, the clone Spider-Man.
0: But... uh, I I absolutely love this book. Um, Number two, even more so. And it gets into a little bit more of who Miles Morales is as a character. Like, in case you haven't seen him in anything else, you're just picking this up because it is Spider-Man number one. Um, And
2: I think they do a great job of capturing that character
0: in the first issue. Mm -hmm. Like,
2: this... I know there's a history behind this character, but this reads like a first issue. Getting to know this guy, but everything that you learn about this guy sounds exactly like
1: Spider-Man. Whoops! And, didn't have time to pick up yeah. his date. Whoops! Didn't have time to uh, to read his uh, class assignment. But Whoops! I, I, shows up to the I, I, the fight a little too late and notices that everybody else is gone. But
0: I think that all makes it won't like
1: shy away. too, though. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, I exactly.
0: Mean, it, yeah, it that's works. what I'm saying. Yeah,
1: it's exactly. Everything that you're introduced with this character works for uh, the Spider-Man mythos. That He is, yeah, this is what Spider-Man would be. He's outgunned, he's outmatched, he sees the Avengers has been tossed, and he's still not going to shy away from it. And then one panel sold it to to me to make this character different than Peter Parker. Hmm. When he picks up, he's like, do I dare? Do I even... Is this even allowed right now? And he picks up Captain America's shield. He's like, whoa man, uh, I'm this, in over this, my head. This this is a, <laughs> it's real. Mode. This is, this is, okay, uh, demon from hell, I gotta get him to start talking. Like, let's try to get going here. Like, it's a Spider-Man that we haven't gotten, like we were saying, we didn't grow up with. We had a Spider-Man that was a professional that went to the beyond world and battled Doctor Doom and did all this other crazy stuff, had a building crash on his head and and you know, lifted it up and got characters, you know, people out of the building with it uh, with the whole building on his back. This is a character that's still struggling to find his way
0: and and feels like he's over his head. Uh and one of the things like it kinda ties into that and I want to like get on this, but I'm I'm like, <laughs> glad you said that. Number two, I, I loved even more because it turns out someone was filming this battle. Um, and like during the fight with Blackheart, like his mask gets ripped and like you can see his skin underneath. And it's big news, like to everyone that, hey, Spider Man's got like dark skin. Like he's like an African American superhero. Like people are losing their crap about this. And Sam Wilson as the Falcons, like, you gotta be careful. Like people are gonna find out who you are. Like, watch mm-hmm. it. And, his friend at high school, Genki, is like, this is awesome. Like, you're big news now. And he's like, no, I, I don't want to be known <laughs> for what I am underneath the mask. I want to be known for being Spider-Man. Like, this is who I'm going to be. I, I got the okay from Spider-Man to, to take this title.
1: I don't want to be black
0: Spider-Man. And I, I think that's just like, it's so strong because for like so long, Miles Morales is like, oh, it's, he's the black Spider-Man, you know? and... Even when there was that talk of rebooting the (laughs) Spider-Man films with Donald Glover as, like, Spider-Man, I was like, you can't, Spider-Man's way. It's like, that doesn't matter. Like, he's, (laughs) Spider-Man is Spider-Man. Fun little fact, on the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, when they use Miles Morales in there, he's actually voiced by Donald Glover. Nice. From Community, which is a great show. Watch it. It's over now. Uh,
2: Are they in the movie? I don't think so. They,
0: oh. they got the uh, Yahoo series and mm-hmm. it, it didn't do too well. So,
1: well, it's yeah.
0: Yahoo.
2: That's Katie Couric, how that's doing.
0: <laughs> uh, definitely
2: something. If you're a Spider-Man fan, even if you are a Spider-Man fan at heart and you haven't read anything, great jumping on point. Mm-hmm. I really think you can get behind this character because it's everything you want in a Spider-Man book. Mm-hmm. And it's fresh. Uh, i don't often recommend Bendis books, uh, but this is definitely something where it's
0: as unbendis as you yeah. can get. It so our biggest complaint is like he gets a bit wordy, and it does happen from time to time. But where it gets wordy is in conversation, and mm-hmm. the dialogue in this book does have a good flow to it. Like it doesn't feel wordy, and even like when it's wordy, like when he's talking to his dad,
2: like. Mm-hmm. That relationship between his father and him was like, get it together by Friday. You know, like him. Yep. And, and then he's like, is, is, this, is like, I talked to him at school. I talked to him, yeah. He's, he's going to get together. Yeah, he either gets it together or he won't. Yelling at him won't change it. And in anymore. the beginning, they say, like, the only people who know are his best friend and his father. So mm-hmm. you understand that. Right there, you understand the relationship mm-hmm. through that conversation yeah. where his father knows that he's Spider-Man and he's doing battles, but you still got to do this. Mm-hmm. Keep your mom or your stepmom or whatever off my back.
1: Yeah. No, it's his mom and he's I think he's his stepdad, actually. I don't know. I haven't read enough. But which book next,
2: guys? Uh well why don't we talk about um A something, beer that we let age too Something months? that we did yeah. wrong here. Uh this is the new Holland brewing uh that they did with Carhartt. Uh, yes, the
0: jacket manufacturer. <laughs>
2: this is their barrel aged pale ale uh this is one of those beers that we really loved when chris brought it and Mm -hmm. we drank it fresh and it was one of those beers that paul and i couldn't bite you know we couldn't pull the trigger Mm -hmm. on drinking it because it's like well well you can have it well you can have it well we should drink it together well we shouldn't drink it unless chris is here and then we kind of forgot about it (laughs) a year later rolls by and it's you know, not even a year, and we're just like, well, we've let it age this long. We might as well mm-hmm. just wait a year to do it. Um, pale ales aren't going to age well nope, no. to begin with. Barrel aging it would give it uh complexity, give it something to work with. When we opened this, we had that kind of peroxide-in-your-ear mm. fuzz coming out of the
0: top of the bottle. Everything it uh, it gained by aging... In those barrels, it lost over the past year mm-hmm. because now it it's like a te kind of pale ale. It's <laughs> got a great smell to it still. This, like it still smells. Oh yeah, it still smells like it's been aged in like a bourbon barrel. Like it's got a nice mm-hmm. sweetness on the nose, but when you drink it, it's it's like a sun tea.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just... like a bad. Su- it's like a sun tea yeah, or a licking. It's the glue from an envelope.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, it's. It's okay for what it is now If that's what it was supposed to have been, I guess
3: Yeah, like, but I it was so I can't fault much the
0: better. beer for the fact that we aged it When we shouldn't have <laughs> When it was a a, a great beer Originally, yeah. like, last year
1: And we're only getting this on the aftertaste Like, up front, there's, like, nothing
2: Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a pale It's a pale ale mm-hmm. You don't
1: <laughs> pale and cons-
2: You don't age a pale ale
1: Yep. And, uh, what else don't we age, guys? What book are we going to mine?
0: Oh,
2: we, we no, we, one. Got, we,
0: got oh, one, we got one, one more. more one more on the Chris side of things. And um, this is Star Wars number one. No, nope, not, not this number one. Number 15. Number
2: 15. This is when something
0: we... One. Because it feels like no, uh, number, number one
2: for, <laughs> for Obi-Wan Kenobi on uh, Tantooine. This isn't something we normally do, but it's something that I thought we should talk about because I think it's kind of fun. This is... We reviewed number one. We've hit 15 here. This is the second time they've done a look... In the past of what Obi Wan's life has been. So, this is the second time, but feels like the first time to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, it was something I wanted to do, even though I hadn't bought the book. Uh, But this is Obi Wan on Tatooine looking over a child
0: Luke in the background.
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, Stars number 15, written by Jason Aaron, art by Mike Mayhew. And this is actually. Luke taking a page out of Obi-Wan Kenobi's journal and seeing just what he was up to all those years on Tatooine before everything happened, and he kind of came into his life. And you wanted that Obi-Wan always had a little bit of a presence there watching from the background, just making sure that Luke was okay with his aunt and uncle.
1: Mm -hmm. And this book doesn't really uh, hit me until the very end when uh, Uncle Owen shows up at Obi-Wan's door. Spoilers. Uh, And says... You, you come on you don't think i know what's going on here you show up you drop off luke at our doorstep tell us to protect him and raise him but we're the only uh vapor moisture mo- mo- vapor or moisture vapor farm what moisture yeah, evaporation moisture farm that hasn't been hit by tuscan raiders has been uh shaken down by Jabba's goons And then all of a sudden we got Jawas, like, dropping off free parts, like, to fix our speeders and stuff. You stay out of our hair. Because this boy is already a handful enough without your influence.
0: So. It's very much like we don't need him following in the steps of his mm -hmm. father, which (laughs) you effed up that kid's life too. Yeah. Like, (laughs) yo, we saw what
1: you did with Anakin. And that was no good. Um, I don't know if they know no because he even says you got him killed yeah like this so they don't know he's Darth Vader uh, but it's one of these things where Uncle Owen is like raises kid fell in love with this kid and he's protecting him the best way he can and Obi wan is like he might be the savior for the galaxy I got to protect him and train him to become what who he needs to be
2: then you shouldn't have dropped him at my doorstep and told me to raise mm-hmm. him because yeah. well he's he,
1: my son now. Well Obi Wan didn't know that when he dropped him off, you know? He's
2: like I was not like, hey, hold this kid for a little bit, I'll be back. You mm-hmm. know?
0: He left him there to be to be raised and now and he's Obi-Wan trying I Obi Wan was just there like keep an eye on him to make sure that he was kept safe.
1: Yeah, because he thought hey you know if Order sixty six comes through and they're looking for Anakin's kid, like that might be trouble.
2: But and I know that they can do a little blood test and see if he's got the well, yeah. <laughs> Uh
0: If we weren't already getting a younger Obi-Wan in Obi-Wan and Anakin, I would be like, I would love an Obi-Wan comic book. You know, <laughs> this This is the Obi-Wan that I'm really interested by. And this is the Obi-Wan that there's been rumors that, hey, you know what, maybe we'll get, like, the Obi-Wan movie starring Ewan McGregor again. And Ewan McGregor was like, yeah, totally, I would do that. Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi was like the best thing to actually come out of the prequels I think. Um, as the older Obi-Wan. Well, I, the first one, I, yeah. Yeah, you, he we don't right talk about like the first one. But like, no, as, as soon as he steps kind of more into the master role, like, mm-hmm. sign me out, like, I, I bought him in that role. I think he did, like, great as it. This book, it, I really enjoyed it. The artwork reminds me a little more on the John Cassidy side of things, like Everything's very photo-realistic. very photorealistic. It's, it's not, a little
1: stiff,
3: yeah.
0: It's not as stiff though, like there I feel a little bit more life from it. Mm. Um The artwork took me a little out of the book. It, it uh, does. Luke's Buck Teeth. Yeah. yeah. He's he's a kid. I could I could uh-huh. look past that, but it's it's still that style of artwork, which, you know, nothing against it. It's just it's not for me. Um it just came out that Joss Whedon and John Cassidy are doing another Captain America book. Hmm. Yeah, you know what? I'll gladly pick up that number one because are careers that uh,
1: I I, loved Astonishing X-Men.
0: I do enjoy, you know, Mm -hmm. Astonishing X-Men, fantastic X-Men run. One of probably my favorite Marvel runs. I, so I don't mind this too much because like I said, it it is a little bit more lifelike and he does nail like just the aesthetic of having to live on a sand planet, Mm -hmm. but it's not boring. Uh, i I really like this one a lot, and Paul, you've been reading more of the actual Star Wars books, yeah, than I have. Like, I've I've been reading Canaan and whatever issues I kind of just decide to pick up here and there.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And this is nice. It's so it's the offshoot of what they do with the main series,
0: which you guys didn't really like because of just uh, John Cassidy's artwork. But yeah, you know they they switched around. Uh, like Stuart Eminen was on the book. I don't know mm-hmm. if he still is. And that alone is enough to make me be like, all right, like, I'll check this out. I just haven't had the money to go back and buy all of the back issues. Because once I decide to do that, (laughs) I do need to buy Star Wars. I need to buy the rest of Vader, which I haven't been reading because they do crossover. And that's going to make me want to, like, read the rest of Lando because I like number one. Mm -hmm. And then pick up the Chewbacca book because I dropped the ball and didn't pick up that one.
1: I have to say this is more of the Obi-Wan Kenobi that we get in like the Clone Wars cartoon series than the Obi-Wan Kenobi we get in the original trilogy. Yes. You know, because in the original trilogy he he's basically a ghost for two thirds of it. Or he's this old man that's just like
3: Hmm, Feeling let me think
1: course. about this. So oh, maybe uh well, you know, you didn't want... Your uncle didn't want you going off on a Grand Crusade, you know, like your father did during the Clone Wars. So, uh...
2: My father was in the Clone Wars?
1: This is the more adventurous Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Better than the Obi-Wan Kenobi we got in the prequels. <laughs> and that's what I enjoyed about this
2: single issue. Yeah, I mean, it. it has... It's fun. It really is. Um... But it's not. It's nothing like. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a good read. I thought it was something fun for us to talk about, even if we didn't do it for the show. Just to talk as friends, it's a conversation starter for us mm-hmm. at least because we could probably talk hours. And it hours makes me and hours about Star Wars.
1: It makes me connect with Uncle Owen a little bit more than just the like the the, the level seconds, one, yeah. the level one boss. Like, oh, Luke has to become, overcome his Uncle Owen first, yeah. and Stormtroopers take care of him for him. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> well, that's oh. how it is. He, no, was, a, yeah. he was the first, uh, you know, jump to get past before, you know, he ends up dead. Probably in hell.
0: Probably. <laughs> I was going to say, you have an easy segue here. Uh, because, Paul, this next book uh, was your pick for the month.
1: Yeah, and this is uh, Bill and Ted Go to Hell, number one, uh, written by Brian Jones and uh, jo- Jonas and art by Buchanan. I don't really yeah, get I, that.
0: Back in, like, I'm not back sure. In.
1: And this is, uh, takes place after all of the Bill and Ted stuff. Like, after the cartoon series, after the Bill and Ted's bogus venture, uh, Bill and Ted are married, have kids, but still... Not, yeah, they're not married to each other. <laughs> yeah. They're married to the bodacious princesses that they picked up in the very first Excellent Adventures. Uh, they have babies, both William and Theodore named
0: after each other
1: yep and uh they have robots of themselves that help take yeah, care of the kids ro- robot it, it's us-es. the good
0: robot us's from uh bill and
1: ted's bogus journey yeah see i haven't seen bogus journey what i've never seen oh my that. god death's like the best character in that that's and, and so this goes off <laughs> of There's that
0: <laughs> movie you see that in the closing credits of the movie
1: that that and that's where it goes from this kind of crazy story ever since. Uh,
2: what I think is funny is the original title for Bogus Journey was Bill and Ted Go to Hell. Hmm. So I think that's a great play that they're calling it this book. This is the book that I'm so surprised that you bought, Paul, and that <laughs> Chris and I didn't buy. Yeah. Uh, well, John, you always
0: it was to a, buy more of like that nostalgia like relaunch book.
2: Yeah, uh, and I like I had missed this book until you said that you had bought it, and then I was like, oh great. <laughs> We hope he buys more <laughs> boom studios and it just was a light week for me and i'm like why
1: not Let let's let's see what happens here boom studios did a great job with uh godzilla goes to hell so why not? I think that's idw oh really yeah uh, well let's just send all 80s characters to hell like just do it they're they're so
2: far two out of two <laughs> Well, in Bogus Journey, they end up going to hell. Now, someone who hasn't seen Bogus Journey... Yeah. I'm surprised I am, you picked this up not having seen the sequel. I'm <laughs> interested in finding out how you like this book.
1: I, I figured anything that I wasn't understanding, like, or any of the characters that were introduced, were introduced in in Bogus Journey or in the cartoon series that I didn't really watch either.
0: So, I, I saw the
1: Robot Us. I don't us, remember any of yeah, them? Yeah, but... the... Uh, the the evil like hell spawn version of the colonel uh, I'm like all right fun fine uh what sold to me is the last panel which is the water water theme park <laughs> in hell <laughs> and of course well who else would make it other than Napoleon I love that it's going to be Joan of Arc versus Napoleon that's French on French crime right there
0: what for me like that was kind of spoiled when I was reading the book because I was like why don't they have Napoleon? Like, why are they? Why are they getting Napoleon? And I was like, but Oh, he's gonna come back. Napoleon
2: wasn't part of the crew. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. Well, he, he ran, ran off. off. He was at the water park. Mm-hmm. The, he's the one that they asked the brother to babysit. Like, we can't hang out with this guy. He's a dick. You know. Let's. But uh, I
0: love this book. <laughs> this book was a lot of fun. It,
2: it captured those things that, like, oh man, they. They are fans of this book. <laughs> Just the writer to be is. He's now. a fan. <laughs> he's, he's not afraid to capture the tone. I don't know if he ultimately captures the voice of those characters, and the art is not like what we've gotten in other books where, you know, it's a cartoony version of Kurt Russell in Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> this
1: reminded me of the cartoon series, though. Exactly. Yeah. This
2: reminded me very much of... of Kind of the cartoon Mm -hmm. caricature of those guys. Uh, but having, you know, bringing Death in there, Mm -hmm. having it that like he missed his weekly visit with us because we get together every week Mm -hmm. is fun.
1: And Death wears, you know, big trunk underwear that with the hearts on it. Having,
2: having Missy divorce Ted's dad and now is married to. The guy from the future that tried to kill Bill and Ted is just fun. Like, it's it's goofy,
0: it's silly, it works. It, th- this is, as much as I like those nostalgia books, this is probably the one that I'd be most interested in keeping up on. I think um, so, too. And I don't think it's an ongoing. I think it's just a
2: small little, like, one of six kind of a series. Uh, see, I'd
0: be okay with that. Um, it, it was great to see Rufus come back into it because... Apparently, things aren't going too well with the Bill and Ted, like, third, like, sequel right now. Like, Canna Reeve said in an interview that they're still really trying to, like, make things work. Um, so, who knows how long it's going to be for us to see that, but we won't have Rufus. Like, we might get Rufus's brother or someone else kind of in that role, since, I mean, unfortunately, we don't have George Carlin with us anymore. Um, but until that happens, I'm glad we have this book to kind of stand as a fill in for it. Because it's, it, it's got what you would want out of a Bill and Ted comic book, and you said they don't necessarily nail the characters' voices. For me, they do because I'm reading it in Keanu Reeves <laughs> and um, what's his name, Edgar Winter, Alex Winter, Alex Winter, Alex Winter. Um, I'm reading it in their voices, and it, it sounds right. Like it just it fits. Um, I even read things in Death's voice. Uh, for those that might not know couple years ago myself and two of my other friends not these guys nope i have other friends outside the podcast well Uh, bully for you sir we we actually went out on halloween dressed as bill ted and death of course i'm death because i'm freakishly tall guy and i look great Mm -hmm. in grease paint and robe but uh (laughs) I'm glad I got to see Death in it because he was always my favorite part of that movie. Oh yeah, which probably you, you should see it. I, I mean, should, it, yeah. I don't. I think it's think, on Netflix. I don't think you'll think it's great because it's so far removed from like the '90s when it came out. And I saw that movie as a kid, so mm. it had a more of like a sense of fun to it. Like now, first viewing, you probably think it's pretty cheesy, but oh yeah, it is. But it's supposed
2: to be. I can get it past that.
0: Good robot thems. <laughs> I think it's
2: actually. A, I enjoy it. I think it's a better movie than the first one. I don't know about that, uh, Socrates. Just the (laughs) just the process of like them go how they die, you know how they die, their death, how they try to work everything out. Then they go to hell. Hell is actually a really good interpretation of hell. Then when they everything about when they go to heaven, everything from there building the robots. I do want to see what the hell the Easter Bunny's doing in hell. I don't want to give it away. <laughs> okay. It's It's in the movie, right? Yeah, it's in the movie. Okay. Uh, like everything about two, I think, is a well done, better movie. I think it's more thought out than what the original movie was. You know, the original movie wasn't supposed to have a sequel, it was just supposed to be So we this, huh. but it's like, okay, we're gonna make a sequel. This is a great interpretation of, these, of this for the characters.
1: So uh, I'm going to say this now. Uh, so Comic Book fans, we've got Wolverine goes to hell. We've got uh, Godzilla goes, goes to hell. Wolverine goes to hell? Yeah. Uh, and we've gotten now... Is that in
2: that schnick book? I don't know.
1: It, but it, it was a thing uh, during the Wolverine run. Now we got Bill and Ted go to hell. What 90s characters do you want to see interact in hell?
0: Um... Uh... I think Sabrina, that's Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, yeah. That yeah. Would be great. I mean, I know they did like I forget what it was called, but the Archie books put out like a like more adult Sabrina book.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, well,
0: which, she showed up in the un, uh, undead uh, Archie books. Yeah, but they, they, they have another Sabrina series where it's like the macabre adventures of Sabrina huh. or something where it's supposed to be like really good. Uh, but I think that could be like fun to kind of go darker on because I didn't read that series.
1: Mm-hmm. Wolverine
2: Goes to Hell was written by Jason Aaron.
0: That's <laughs> probably go. pretty
2: good. <laughs> probably pretty good.
1: Uh listeners, you let us know. Uh we I'm gonna post that question to the Facebook page, so look for that soon. Uh, I really want to see some good interaction there. Because I'm wondering which character P.B. I Herman wants. goes to hell. Oh that would be good too, yeah. That would be <laughs> uh most on um, Large
0: margins. is there.
2: <laughs> Give me back my bike. hmm Give me my bike, rat.
0: Oh, Francis would totally be in. Oh, Francis. <laughs> Francis is actually the devil. <laughs> All
1: right. John, did we have any other books, or was that it? That's it. That
2: was it? That's All it. All
1: right. So let's show, pal. Listeners, rate us and review us over at the iTunes. And by rating and review, just give us a rating, five stars, please. Uh, you can review us, but, you know. We, it's kind of make, make
0: it good, we'll read okay. it on the air <laughs> and while you're doing that check out our other shows uh, you can find me every week over at Parks and Rec where so I talk jealous. about Disney with my best friend Janet and John, you've got another show going on too
2: yeah, uh, listen to me uh, just rip apart bad horror movies from any decade uh, with my buddy Matt over at Horror Movie Massacre hmm. we're on iTunes other podcast listening sites as well as our website and SoundCloud.